Remember, you're here forever. <laughs> you're here, your family, or hostage. It's like Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Be a hostage or a toilet by the time you get home. <laughs> I need a breadstick stat. <laughs> I mean, a tampon will work, too, but... (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) All right. I'm going to call it recording. Let me just change. God, we didn't record any of that? Oh, no. I've been recording six minutes of bullshit. Oh, okay. Because, you know, that Olive Garden routine, I think that's going to be something. Everybody ready? Ready, Freddy. How's my hair? Oh, man, it looks terrible on an audio medium. <laughs> you can just, just hear it. it just like, you just hear it. It's like, man, it's just got really bad hair. <laughs> Are you familiar with Mr. Wizard, Tanya? No. Uh-uh. Here's a clip. Okay, so this is Mr. Wizard. Kind of interesting looking liquid, isn't it, Kristen? Yeah, it looks like it's boiling. Yes. Matter of fact, it is. But here, take this uh, carnation, okay. dip it in the boiling liquid, and you'll swish it around a little bit like that. And I want you to take it and hit it on the table there as hard as you can. Okay. Oh, there's, there's no way I'm hitting that. And by that, I mean him. <laughs> Bang it hard. Hey! What happened? Well, what you that old man deflowered you. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh. His name is not Mr. Wizard. It's some other it's Mr. Wizard. <laughs> That's a helmet, not a wizard's hat. <laughs> I like to call it my wizard wand. That's quite Very cold. cold. So obviously, I don't want you to put your fingers in it. Okay. And that's why I had you put on the safety glasses. Okay. Because it's a lot of fun to, to play with it. Because you nope, can do all kinds shouldn't. of interesting things by taking everyday materials and putting them in there. There's a piece of apple. Okay. And here is a hot oh, dog. Oh, what the okay. shit? Put that in there. And this piece of solder. Okay. You know what solder is? No idea. Well, solder is a very soft material that is used. It has very relatively low melting points, so they use it to attach wires, mm-hmm. and the soldering iron comes down, it touches it, and then it changes to a liquid, then it f- freezes quickly, so it holds it in. But the point it's is metal it's glue, soft. Mr. Wizard. So let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> you just said metal glue. <laughs> Now, you see, all of those materials, even though they were at normal temperature, are actually making the liquid nitrogen boil. Now, have you ever seen a gas that's in liquid form before? Uh, I had wet parts once. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normal gas, car gas. That's in Mr. Wizard rips a mad fart. <laughs> Here's some gas for you, Billy. Now grab that hot dog. <laughs> Which hot dog are we talking about? <laughs> it's called the wizard wand, Billy. <laughs> it is now a liquid. Do you suspect what you're going to do with the hammer? Yes. Kneecap him and run, kid. Kneecap him and run. It won't hurt to put it on. And I'll bring out each one of these items and place it there on the table. And you hit it with a hammer. You ready? Okay. Give it a good whack. Go ahead, whack it. Seems dangerous. What if that bowl accidentally tips over, smashes? Yeah. I mean, a lot, this is the 70s, 80s. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm seeing a lot of like eight safety issues with what they're doing here. <laughs> Just playing fast and loose with science. <laughs> <laughs> that a good smash 
with a hammer once. Damn, he smashed that wiener. Smashed that wiener. Smash my bitch up. This is back during the Cold War when you know you could die at any second, so fuck it. We're gonna play with some liquid nitrogen. Did they pre-screen this kid or? No, they just just got some kid off the street. Hey, you wanna meet Mr. Wizard? Okay. What's a Mr. Wizard? You want to touch ready? a hot dog? Yeah, I suppose. I, I suppose. suppose. There goes an apple in it. In fact, powdered apple we have here, frozen. Oh my God! Look at—he does like he's like so close to touching it with his other hand. That was kind of anticlimactic. I was hoping for more of a. That was a pretty lame action shot, guys. Way to go. So that's a no for me. Yep. <laughs> it was cool though. <laughs> this episode's fuck Mary kill is Mr. Wizard. Neil deGrasse Tyson or Sheldon from the Big Bang. I forgot about the third one. I was like, I was really like, uh, Mr. Wizard, but now I'm like, oh, that's right, there's Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other one. You're sounding really excited about your prospects. And I'm gonna, well, I mean, one's an obvious, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I'm gonna marry anyone, it's gonna be him. But who do you screw? I'm, out of I'm Mr. killing Sheldon, I think, because I really, I really hate the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it is... Oh, he got suckered in funny. with that frozen hot dog, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My pulse did quicken when he did freeze the hot dog. So. My pulse did quicken when he froze his hot dog. When did this show come out? This is I old. I think it was in the... Uh, it is old. That's why I didn't know if anybody would know who Mr. Wizard I remember is. seeing like a few reruns of it as like a kid, but at the same time, Bill Nye was big then, so it's like, you know, I watched Bill Nye instead. I, n- I had no idea this even existed. Really? Wow, so this says... I was too busy watching picture pages, and we see how well that turned out. <laughs> picture pages, picture pages, time to get your picture pages, time to get your crayons and your pencils. Mr. Wizard is Don Herbert. Don Herbert the pervert. Mm, it's all just setting up too easy. <laughs> he was the creator and host of Watch Mr. Wizard and Mr. Wizard's World, Ooh, which right. were educational TV programs for children devoted to science and technology. He also produced many short video programs about science and authored several popular books about science right, for Timmy, children. All right, Timmy, you can write a story about it, but it has to be written like this. <laughs> you got to tell it like this. I got a sweet-ass wizard hat. So <laughs> he he had a show called Watch Mr. Wizard that was out 19... 19- Which we find disconcerting, by the no, way. No, 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 that, that was Mr. Wizard's world that you just watched. I know. I think that this is probably worse. I'm right. <laughs> it's just a 24-hour feed of him going throughout his day. <laughs> it's called Watch Mr. Wizard, and that was from 1951 to 1965. And then from 1950 to 1962, he had a show called General Electric Theater. And then in 1971, he had a show called Curiosity Shop. Oh, no. That... <laughs> but Mr. Wizard's World was from 1983, which was the clip that you just watched. Was he any better looking in one of these other pedophile shows? <laughs> All right, I gotta find a younger. Yeah, if you Google him, in 1951 he looked younger, <laughs> so he wasn't. Watch as... it'll be just like a picture of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Where's young Mr. Wizard? So you're gonna bang Mr. Wizard, huh? No, it's gonna be a hate fuck. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be no rom- romancing happening there. No snuggles afterwards. No, 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 no kisses. No. Are, you, are you like a power bottom? Or... Oh, oh, power top. He's <laughs> <laughs> all no. No, no, Mr. Wizard's getting fucked by me. 
It's a. It's, it's not saying you, when it's a fuck Mary kill. When the fuck isn't, you have to get fucked. You could also be doing the fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's not specific one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Watch, Mister Wizard. His name is Don Herbert. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Wow, that's, you know, because usually, like, when, you know, you go back and be like, oh, well, maybe if it's their He was a strapping young lad. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe they're, that's no, that's a, that's a definite no-go. That guy <laughs> it looks creepy as shit as a young man and as an <laughs> old man. I If somebody came, some Hollywood person came up to me and was like, we're going to put your kid on a show with this man. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what does it say? Mr. Mr. Wizard's Science Secrets. And the way he's looking at really kind of like, Disturbing. really like feeding into the narrative we've created here. <laughs> 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 Where he's like <laughs> science secrets. Well, uh, I'm, so I'm killing him. I'm, I'm pretty sure him. he's already dead. So <laughs> I guess that works out. Yeah, he's a no go for me. I think I would marry Sheldon because he's either asexual, and then I don't have to worry about that at all. <laughs> um, and then if it's the actor himself, he's gay, so that's still a win win. What's his real name? I don't know. I don't, I, like I said, I don't like that show. <laughs> how come you don't like? How come you don't like? I watch it. It's just it's just really lame laugh track show. It's just you know. My grandma watched it for like the first five years, and she was like, "You have to watch this show. You have to watch this show." Yeah. And her big sell for me when I was like, "I, you know, I don't really watch a lot of TV shows." I don't in part for the same reasons. Yeah. And her big sell to me was the episode that she had watched last at the time was the one where the guy with the bowl cut. And the real tight pants made oh, the made the Howard. robotic arm. Yeah, Howard made the robotic arm and had to call them over because it was stuck on his fucking appendage. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the engineer. Well, I was like, no. "What are you watching again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've never willingly watched it because I, I would always go to my parents and they love it. And it's yeah. one of those like, songs like oh, I'm gonna watch this, and it's just I don't know. None of the jokes land for me, and it's just it's just like this. Oh, look at these quirky nerds, and then oh, here's a super hot girl, but she also likes nerds. It's like. It's just, it's just like just real. like a male like stroking ego for all the little like incels out there like <laughs> like maybe maybe someday you could still just be weird little sociopaths and <laughs> they'll all work out for you. You little Asperger motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. So you're you're gonna marry Jim? Yeah, and you know what else is really actually kind of cool about him is Sheldon. Sheldon is that he he had to sing the periodic table on that show and the periodic table song the um insert song here <laughs> there's antimony arsenic aluminum selenium and hydrogen fuck you guys yeah you're both here <laughs> get both guns <laughs> i can see you like this one cuz i got a friend <laughs> <laughs> But he did Tim Lear's periodic table song, and that's something that you have to memorize. Do I don't know if you've ever heard. Mm. Pull it up real quick. Sidebar. Oh, thank God I'll get rid of that picture. <laughs> He's staring like right at me. <laughs> Stop looking at me. So that means you're fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, but when you go black, do you go back? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a scientific fact, and we're all about science here. Exactly. (laughs) Science. We fact check it. (laughs) I have indeed gone black and never gone back. (laughs) 
Uh, Don't make me shoot soda on my nose. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting to take a sip. This is rented equipment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom Lanier's that guy did like, you know, Masochism Tango and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, yeah, he, ta- he taught up at UCSC, didn't he? Poisoning yeah. pigeons yeah. in the park. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he I have heard, the, heard this thing. Let our love be a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. He was a teacher, right, Tanya, at UCS? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, He's from Massachusetts, but that's, I always thought that was the craziest thing because I found that out like when we first moved here and I was like, Oh, wow, that's kind of a good omen. That's like, right? It's kind of weird. Of course you do. But there's one thing that makes spring complete for me and makes every Sunday a treat for me. All the world seems in tune on a spring afternoon when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. Every Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me as we poison the pigeons in the park. So you get the point. Yeah. But so he had to memorize that to to do that, and we know it's a big production TV show, and they have to churn out that writing super quick, and he had to like learn this like super quick, and it was like the most daunting yeah, thing to him. And, and from just an <laughs> actor's standpoint, that's really amazing. But yeah. I totally, get, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think what was impressive was he's like not a science dude, so. Mm. Like it was like, <laughs> but now he plays was on TVs and for computer commercials, <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I'm sure he's pretty aware aware of it now. Uh, but his girlfriend on the show, Blossom, he's you know, boning her on I, the show. I went to a school with a chick who tried out for Blossom, and she was like your typical all American schoolgirl. They thought, but she wilted. She was like this really pretty, like apple pie, middle American girl, and then they picked Blossom, and that's all I could remember hearing was, "Oh my God, I can't believe they picked her and not her," just because of her aesthetic alone. Yeah, but Homegirl graduated from Yale. Where did that girl go? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she, I mean, I don't know if I want to insult. <laughs> 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 We'll fact check that. <laughs> Science is still out on this one. <laughs> it's still out for peer review. <laughs> okay, so you're you're gonna hit black and never go back. Where does that leave our relationship? Well, I mean, you know, the other thing is is that he's got money, and from what I've been understanding from you, you're kind of a gold digger. Uh, yeah. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke broke. <laughs> be like surprise Neil too for the press of one <laughs> I thought you were going to commend the, the governor in Virginia and recommend blackface or something of that nature no no can't do that that's good because I don't ever want to be in the political office and apparently that's a prerequisite nowadays yeah <laughs> Well, yeah. Right. Well, you know, I don't know. Here's what I think about that in particular. I think that was an easy thing to scoop up 
And I think there's a lot of scooping up going on right now of all of the worst acts that they can find Democrats to do. And it's Virginia. And if it's not for lovers, it's for racists. And at least they're Democrats. <laughs> they're fucking trying. I mean, right, they, should, they should change their, <laughs> their license plate slogan. Virginia, it's for racists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear it's pretty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear people are really nice if you're a suburbanite. Yeah. <laughs> They're nice if you're just like us. Okay, so for me, let's see, fuck Mary Kill, Mr. Wizard, Neil deGrasse Tyson, or Sheldon. Hmm. I think why did I choose these? This is I don't know. I was, trying to, I, was, I, was just, I was actually just sitting here like, what's the theme? I know they're all kind of like science-related guys. Science like, guys. I was going to do one... Bill Nye, but we've yeah. already done Bill Nye. Yeah. I'm thinking I'd rather do a Wheel of Cheese. <laughs> you missed that episode. <laughs> you missed your opportunity. So I am going to have to kill... The pedophile. Mr. Wizard. <laughs> Poor, somebody's gonna write to us and be like, "He was not a pedophile. He was a good man. Damn it! Fucking educated all you stupid. <laughs> you don't teach me nothing. <laughs> Proof of my sentence right there. This is what I think of when I think of Mr. Wizard. Is the opening credits? I like how we have a visceral response because we're like, "Oh, wait for it. Wait for it." <laughs> No, it doesn't improve anything. Oh, they're flat earthers. <laughs> he was teaching the flat earth agenda. <laughs> pushing the flat earth movement. Wow, that was a terrible, terrible uh, intro. <laughs> it looks like a, one of the Monty Python. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's sketches, very Monty Python, but <laughs> for sure. Way worse. <laughs> but way worse. But I think I'm going to have to kill Mr. Wizard because I did learn some science from him, but... I mean, as you could tell by the selected clip that we viewed prior to the show, it wasn't the greatest of science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was more of a Bill Nye kind of gal, but we already did Bill Nye fuck Mary Kill, so nah, he was he can come back around one. for round two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. I go around two with Bill Nye. So I'm going to kill Mr. Wizard. I think I'm going to fuck Sheldon because it would just be really boring and I'd rather just get it done and over with. <laughs> just no eye contact. <laughs> Weird wiggling. Yep. And then uh, I'll marry Neil deGrasse Tyson because he's a boss, dude. Yep. He's funny. He's charming. Good looking and super smart. So. He can tell you all about the cosmos. Exactly. <laughs> and he has that soothing voice. So if I'm like, I can't sleep, you know, sleep <laughs> me to Read sleep. the phone book for me. <laughs> I'd be like, well. <laughs> Aaron, Adam Anderson. <laughs> this thing's horribly out of order. <laughs> so who wants to roll it out with uh, something, something? Uh, well, we had the one I was we were talking about before, with the uh, plummeting insect uh, numbers. Oh yes. So um, basically, a oh is is that an issue? 
well, uh, insect population dropping. Yeah, you know, like a uh, beehive collapsing, but it's not just uh, like beehives and butterflies that are, you know, their population is dropping. It's all of insects. We're all gonna die. Yeah, well, yeah, basically, that's that's what we've learned studying the world is that we're all gonna die very soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been uh, for the last T like, minus uh, thirty years and counting. <laughs> yeah, for the last uh, twenty years, it's been recorded. There's been an annual two point five decrease in insect population worldwide. Mainly a lot of the research was done in Europe, in Germany, Puerto Rico, here in the United States. Puerto Rico doesn't count. Aren't they causing the mosquito population overgrowth because didn't like a big water thing hit them and now they're destitute? Well, yeah. now, they <laughs> now they have pools of water that's just infested with yep. And it's almost like their government could have done something about it, but they're not gonna. Because they're not American, right? <laughs> they're fucking brown. Yep. So therefore, not American. <laughs> in, I felt dirty just saying that. Right? In, in his eyes. As you sit next to the American flag, by the way. <laughs> ah, burnt! <laughs> One of my boat was on fire the whole time. <laughs> Anyways, so it's been largely traced back to uh, pesticide use in our agriculture, and the main Ooh. the main main one is you know obviously they they spray it on the crops, they till it back in the soil. This they spray it on the crops, they till it back in the soil, so it makes the, it's the soil just basically just pesticide. And then they have lobbyists, and then those lobbyists get politicians in office, and they tell their friends, and they tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and so, so on. yeah, like you know, so like butterfly species have fell. In farmland area in England, for example, has fallen off by 58% since 2000. What? What? So basically half of their butterfly population is gone in the last 20-odd years. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So anyways, but yeah. the Well, when you look at like the deforestation in areas, it's like. Well, it makes sense. Happen. Yeah, because where are they going? Yeah, where are it's they like go? when we did the episode and we spoke to the butterflies, the migration from Canada to Mexico and how, you know, are they you stop along. butterflies on the side? Just butterfly whisper. We were talking. <laughs> so, yeah, they went from, like, milkweed population to milkweed population and landed in Mexico, but they're doing a lot of deforestation in Mexico. So by the time they're getting there, there's no trees for these poor butterflies to go and land on. I think your hair looks good, by the way. I mean, it, I mean, until you did that. I'm sorry. Well, it did look good. <laughs> Great. Now I'm going to have to do a glamour shot so the whole, <laughs> whole world can see how my hair looked on this episode. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> you should just take a picture. I'll be like... <laughs> That's terrible. That's crazy. So, what are we gonna do about it? What's, um, what's the game plan? Like, what are what's what are you gonna do about it? We need to rethink how we do agriculture. Essentially, we need to move away from pesticides. We need to move away from basically eroding the topsoil, which is one of the, another big thing we are doing. You know, obviously, we need to start building. Like, you know, China's starting to do that, where it's the uh, I mean, you see the the warehouses where it's just stacks and stacks of growing plants, and uh, you know, it's all done More by natural light. Crop. Yeah. Basically, yeah, warehouse cropping. But that, so that sucks. I mean, uh, even even though, like, it's natural for us to grow our own victory gardens or mass produce on land, it just, it's not logical anymore. Yeah, not feasible with the, the population that we have. I think we could probably learn a lot from the folks who are farming weed. I don't think we have too big of a population. Because when you fly, I see lots of open land. I think we have too many people on top of one another not thinking for them fucking selves and not having victory gardens and not having local meat markets and 
you know, I don't know why this area has 30 grocery stores on one fucking street. I mean, it's <laughs> just... America. <laughs> America. Buy some food. Based upon current studies, what we have is not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. granted, yeah, there's a lot of open land, but those resources are finite. Like, it's not all just going to, you know, these processes of using the resources doesn't just come back overnight. Yeah. It takes a long time for these things to be able to use again. Like, so once we're done with, like, a certain area of soil, like, the right The way up, we're sustaining life is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think I remember seeing something like the the planet can only really like sustain about a billion people like if with our current methods and oh, unless right. we change our methods, we have to modify. We have to, to modify how we do things because right I now, I personally think our biggest mistake was that we took out all of our railroad systems. I mean, we yeah. still have lots in place, yeah. but there's so many that have been pulled out and turned into cool little hipster walk spots that, like, if all hell were to break loose, that was actually a great artery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I would much rather have train subway like fucking monorail Monorail. (laughs) Monorail. what i say monorail Monorail. what's it called monorail that's right monorail i hear those things are awfully loud it glides as softly as a cloud the thing is you know when you do grow a crop you're supposed to have one plot of land that you're letting replenish its nutrients and then you're growing yeah. in the other plot. But I feel like everybody's so pressed for growing space, time, and profit that they aren't giving it that resting period. So yeah. those pesticides on top of it is, like you said, it's just creating this soil that's riddled with pesticides and yeah, these natural bugs. I mean, bugs are, are annoying. Yes, they bug you. It's in their name, but <laughs> they're highly necessary. For, yeah. They're pollinators. They're yeah, pollinators, waste removal, and you know, part of the food chain. And you know, once they go away, the whole food chain starts collapsing. Yeah, dominoes. I think it's one of the things that people reject when it comes to democracy coming in on their soil is that democracy comes with capitalism, and they then put those business practices in place, and then you already have like India who are already overcropping and are exhausting all of their yeah. resources because they're trying to compete at the same level that we told them was feasible. And then you have the dust bowl effect, yeah. which becomes a problem. I like muddy lungs. What's wrong with that? Mmm, <laughs> I mean, lung butter. Gross. <laughs> watch Interstellar to see like about that. I mean, that's all yeah. based on reality. That's all probable. That's kind of near future things we'll be dealing with. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, which again, thank you science for <laughs> sci-fi movies yeah. for that. I'll say the fun fact, you know about the cornfields? That shot where he's driving through the cornfields? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He actually paid the money to buy that because he didn't want to CGI it. He wanted to like do it, so they actually planted all that corn, awesome. and they basically sold it to market and basically got back most of their money to for what it cost to make the movie. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's really I mean, it was cool. like some I saw that like a while back, but it was like you know, today I learned. But that's so. That's how we finance our first movie is we have a shot of us plowing through corn. corn yeah. You can then go sell the corn. Geriatrics of the corn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So basically what farmers need to do is start building warehouses on their property. Yeah. And kind of, we started watching that show Mars. It's a... Nat Geo show. I think it's, they're actually getting ready to release season three. Uh, We've been watching it on FX on demand, but it's a National Geographic show and it's about Mars, obviously, (gasps) uh, (laughs) with a title like that. So they go to Mars and they are, it's 2033. So they're up there to find a sustainable option for their future. And 
they're growing, you know, for our species to successfully live on Mars, you have to have food. Yeah. And the only way to have food is to have gardens. So it, it's essentially the same thing. It's warehouse gardens. Yeah, and so plus we, for them, it's like minimal space. So it's like you have to make every little bit of space viable and useful. The cool thing about watching that show is that I'm able to put the things that I'm learning to practice. So I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I don't know how realistic that would be because I already know this. Yeah. Well, I don't. Have you seen the show yet? Not yet, no. It's kind of cool. It's sort of like partially doc, you know, documentarian footage and then a fiction storyline. But what's cool is like they'll be telling their story, their fiction story. And then they'll switch over to real interviews with Elon Musk. You know, they'll go and talk about how it is to survive in the Arctic because living in the Arctic is most like it would be living on Mars because it's the most barren, yeah. harshest. Similar to that kind of environment. Yeah, yeah. Like a warm day there is zero. <laughs> it's the uppers today, high zero. <laughs> <laughs> so the show is cool because it, very educational and i feel like the fiction show is a little cheese it's not the best story but i think the two combined together really work well because it's like you're it's all, all encompassing and it's it's made it to where you can sit in the living room together with varying levels of education and experience and it can be a collaborative thing that everybody can learn and go through together i think it's very appealing in that way yeah it's cool too because you're like why would this matter and then they're like well let us tell you why this would matter yeah. and, you know so it's like we know what you're thinking so <laughs> let us fill you in exactly <laughs> i mean i think by the time they get done with this we could play that video game that he was referring to where you could like oh the uh, Elon. Oh, uh, Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going places. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a cool show. I would definitely recommend watching it if you have access to Nat Geo or FX. What's interesting is, you know, you'd you'd mentioned. Obviously, we need to do some some serious soul searching in our planting department of our <laughs> agriculture, or maybe caring about other things other than ourselves, like the insects. Let's stop using everything until everything is exhausted and we have to go to Mars for survival. <laughs> but here's the thing. If we're just going to make this planet barren like Mars, why are we spending all this money and effort trying to go to Mars, which because is already barren? Because rich people are going to keep making babies and they're going to make it to where they can switch back and forth. I'm going to go on my, instead of <laughs> instead of going to Mar-Lago, I'm going to Mars. <laughs> I was say, what, what it is, is we're going to go to Mars. That will be like our training ground for when the Earth is just completely fucked and we can't breathe the air anymore. And <laughs> we have to live in little bubble domes. That's just a, tra that's just a training ground. We're going to send people there to get the skills and whatnot, <laughs> to work out all the kinks. It's like uh, Mars vocational school. Yeah. <laughs> If you could survive here, you could survive anywhere. <laughs> I can make it there. I can make it anywhere. Uh -uh. Oh, I thought that was just supposed to be New York. I mean, it's about the same. <laughs> this sounds terrible. But in our last episode, episode 18, I talked about how they're engineering meat. And we kind of were talking about why that's necessary. Kind of similar concept. So I was interested in one of the articles said, is tofu worse for the environment than meat mm. because of you know production so i was all i wonder like how true that is so i went and i looked this up 
And it says soy, which is obviously what tofu is made out of, contributes to the deforestation. Not only do soy crops remove the earth's forest, but soy crops also remove the forest's carbon storage services, which negatively impacts global warming and greenhouse gas emission. So all these people who are trying to save animals are almost doing just as much harm by consuming all this soy because it's essentially the same thing. Like yeah. the crops are being burnt out. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And the other thing that I thought was interesting about it was the amount of water that it takes for us to process food, like to make food. Mm. Uh, it says chicken takes 518 gallons of water per pound. Beef, 1,847 gallons of water per pound sheep uh, 1248 gallons pork comes in low at 719 gallons apparently they're not consuming as much water but uh, tofu is 302 gallons of water per pound oh geez lentils this one like floored me lentils is 704 gallons of water to make lentils chickpeas 501 and soybeans pre-tofu is 257 so Damn. the water consumption that goes along with that. So soybeans is the least amount of water consumption, but that's before it's turned into tofu. Yeah. But so that's so why it's, it's the being, greenhouse. Um, it's the processing that's becoming the problem. Oh, so while they're they win on limited using a limited amount of water, they're losing on their carbon footprint essentially. Huh. That's crazy. Well, on the plus side, when we go to Mars, I hear it smells like steak, so. Mm. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Not for the faint of vegan. <laughs> <laughs> well, just funny you mentioned that because one of the articles I have was about how, about Beyond Meat, uh, like how they're oh, already, yep. uh, their brand is worth uh, $550 million, wow. And uh, they have uh, investors like uh, Bill Gates, uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio. Their and, products uh, are good. Yeah, and uh, former McDonald's CEO Don Thompson. Oh, really? Is apparently uh, invested in he's it. He's like, I'm fucking sticking it to the yeah. man. But the fuck whole, you. I kind of skimmed the article earlier, basically talking about that, like how a lot of you know meat is takes so much water to produce and like resources, where they can do these meatless burgers yeah. that are you know cause I think it's like Canada they were doing them at like well, I think it was like a DQ or something like that. They started carrying it and like it took off. People were like, oh, this is meatless and this, is, and it, but it like it bleeds. It tastes like beef. Like, so you can undercook it. So when you like bite into it, there's blood dripping out, kind of thing. I had the. Beyond Meat Chicken, uh, and it's really good. It nice. almost tasted better than chicken yeah. <laughs> because it has, you know, obviously more flavorings. They're trying to mimic something. Yeah. But where is Beyond Meat made? Is it Canada? I don't know for sure. Beyond Meat. Uh, development Lab in El uh, Segundo, California. I left my, my wallet, wallet in, in El Segundo. Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, so we spoke about at one point the Just Mayonnaise Company, I believe is what we figured it was called, and they made non-dairy mayonnaise, and mm. it was... vegan Well, it tasted better, <laughs> but it was plant-based, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like soy-based, it was plant-based. So I'm wondering... But soy is a plant. 
right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but non-soy based plant plants. <laughs> that I'm not 100% sure of. I don't remember what plant. I'm wondering. I do know the thing that was particularly odd about that is it was one of the, you know, first companies to start doing that. There's lots of firsts and they're definitely one they're part of that generation. Yeah. While it had the texture and it tasted like it. And I know we've spoke about this before on a previous podcast. It just had something missing. It just simply yeah. there had was something like one. I couldn't taste the soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's the soul that really sells it. <laughs> All the hopes and dreams and aspiration of this beautiful little pig. He just wanted to go to the city. And this, this pig's name was Babe. <laughs> I'm, what I'm wondering is, what do they make? What is Beyond Meat made out of? Because I know they have, so they have a beef, they have a chicken. I've seen yeah, they, they have, have sausage. sausage. They have beyond sausage. Do we really want to know what's beyond your sausage? <laughs> what's this sausage made out of? It's got to be better than the current sausages. <laughs> this is what I got to say about your soul. Speaking of crazy Canadians, there's a band called Arrogant Worm. Carrot juice is murder. <laughs> This is a really long intro. They really got to set the tone. It was the 90s. People were patient back then in the 90s. <laughs> the frame rate drop really sells it. <laughs> we're going to slow this one down to 10 frames per second. Enough brothers and sisters, come hear my desperate tale. I speak of our friends of nature, trapped in the dirt like a jail. Vegetables live in oppression, served on our tables each night. This killing of veggies is madness, I say we take up the fight. Salads are only for murderers, coleslaws of fascist regime. <laughs> Eggplant emojis, <laughs> sweating drops, sweating drops. <laughs> just cause a radish can't scream. I've heard the screams of the vegetables. Watching their skins being peeled, grated and steamed with no mercy. These guys got together and filmed this. If you say this is not from Canada, it's probably from one of the flyover states. They got a lot of free time. It's time to stop all this gardening. It's Let's call a spade a spade. So, I gajugled. Gajugled. How is the Beyond Meat burger made? It says the vegetarian meat substitutes are made from mixtures of pea protein isolates, yeast, and other ingredients. Oh, so peas. Mushy peas for everyone. Mm, but it bleeds. <laughs> right, because you said it does bleed. So, this it says the Beyond Burger is pea protein isolate, expeller-pressed canola oil, refined coconut oil, water, yeast extract, maltodextrin, natural flavors, gum, arabics, sunflower oil, salt, sonic acid, <laughs> acetate, no, acetic acid? I don't know. I'm not, I don't think they're like the drop L- LSD kind of acid. That's kind of acid. That's why everyone loves them. They're like, yes, that's great. I can tie this into a Futurama episode where Bender wants to learn how to cook, so he goes to like the ma- so like a master chef, 
<laughs> and like he finally like he goes you know he can't he can't cook because he can't taste anything he doesn't have oh, a sense yeah, of smell yeah, so right. he's like a terrible cook <laughs> and it ends up being that the secret ingredient is uh, LSD he's like he gives him like a little like he's like only oh, put one little drop in <laughs> in your dish and then bring out all the flavors and it's like it's like it's supposed to be the essence of flavor and then the uh, professor uh, like analyzes like Vogel's magic ingredient was water ordinary water <gasps> uh, ordinary water laced with nothing more than a few spoonfuls of lsd who wants brunch cooked with plenty of confidence I'm oh, here. Yeah. yeah it's lsd yeah it's lsd <laughs> that's awesome so maybe it is non-gmo modified food starch Yay. Mm. My favorite. Cellulose from bamboo. Are you sure you're not reading the back of my shampoo container? (laughs) Potato starch, beet juice extract for color. Ah. So that's how they're getting the bloody Oh, so you're going to have really dark poos. Oh, yeah. You're going to have those, like, like, a bunch of beets and you shit. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) What's weirder is when you pee, it's like that. I would would think as a guy, that would be even crazier because you can see your pee immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, ah! Yeah, I remember, I remember, like, I've had to have like where I've had like a bunch of beats, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh god, oh okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> why is I, why am I bleeding? <laughs> I swear I used a condom. Yep. <laughs> hey, I, I need to be having sex to get an STD. <laughs> oh, what were Self-burn. you doing in the bathroom? <laughs> Was this a 24-hour newsstand? <laughs> Did it say glory hole? <laughs> Gloria. Well, yeah, that was one thing you mentioned with the ingredients. Uh, that was one thing I did read in that article was the one of the big things they were worried about it with though is the salt is really high because oh, they counteract yeah. all the flavors. They just pump it, give you lots of salt because everyone loves salt. <laughs> well, yeah, and that would be so. Okay, we're gonna make this. We're gonna stop producing beef, right? We're yeah. gonna reduce the amount of beef that's engineered or grown, whatever, which reduces greenhouse gases, right? Which that's good because yep. cows fart a lot. So they really don't. <laughs> I've never never once heard a cow fart. (laughs) It's it's because they never stop. So it's just a constant stream. So there's always, like, you get close enough. That's how they move. (laughs) It sounds like a fucking TV on channel three. It's just a little white noise in the back. It's only on, like, volume, like, one or two, so you barely hear it. But you you just pick up on it. If you stand directly behind a cow that's farting, it's like the Memorex commercial. (laughs) 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 Is that why it's so windy on the way to Big Sur? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? You're taking this you know, stretch of like 101 down. You take mm-hmm. the five over to like LA. Yeah, you yeah, pass yeah. through that area where it's oh, like yeah, the f- all the cows. The, the processing plant mm-hmm. or whatever. There's like no air movement there. That's why it fucking stings. Oh, so it just, just sits there sits and festers. <laughs> a friend of mine was working for a company and she was on the other side of LA like that. And she came here and I was like, she was like, well, it's faster to go this way. And I was like, well, it is faster to go that way. But have you ever smelled a feedlot before? Yeah. She goes, no. And she's the kind of person who likes to be right. So I was like, okay, well, just bear in mind, you're going to be passing through some feedlots. So the next day she calls me up. She was like, you fucking bitch. I'm driving through a fucking feedlot right now. In fact, I've been driving through it for like an hour now and it smells like shit yeah. <laughs> yep. <I warned> you. <laughs> so my concern is we're gonna stop producing 
less we're going to stop killing animals, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for less I animal think death. Everything's a pendulum. But this sounds crazy. Well, you're going to have the same problem because yeah. one, the salt intake to get salt, where do we get salt from? That's kind of an the issue. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to need to be growing more plants. So hopefully they're producing all these plants for these products in the warehouse. Yeah form so it's more of a sustainable process hopefully they're thinking about the long term totally like you're a person who eats fast food quite a bit if you have one of these burgers a week if you're eating them a couple times a week then that's one less no you know that's what they say even people just doing like meatless monday even like one day a week would have a huge impact yeah right and you don't need meat every day. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want meat yeah. every day. <laughs> I mean, it's always nice to have meat dish, but it's like not necessary. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's what lentils and such are for, but that's 704 gallons of water when you're eating yeah, lentils. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I love, I love, I have a lot of lentil dishes that I make. I didn't know it was that. <laughs> I didn't, I had no idea either. I was, this actually was sourced from a Huffington Post article back in October 2014. So it's a little bit older so the numbers may be it was black when blackface was still cool (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it it was kind of interesting and it there was like a bunch of it was like tea versus coffee tea's the winner at 108 gallons of water per gallon of brewed tea and more caffeine (laughs) and coffee requires almost 10 times as much water using a a 1056 gallons of water per gallon of brewed coffee that's crazy if i had to i could leave coffee and if i had tea yeah. Uh, beer at 296 gallons of water per gallon of beer, it takes 872 gallons of water to produce one gallon of wine. So you're better off drinking beer for the environment's sake. Wine's <laughs> garbage anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I think I've only okay. had like two or three really good like glasses of wine. I'm like, huh, I could drink this regularly, but I usually, I still don't because <laughs> like those ones are like expensive. Yeah. All I taste it. is yeah. the sulfites and yeah. shit. I'm like, ugh, that's so gross. Yep. So that's kind of interesting. So what we need to do is... Have less people. Have less people. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're doing a great job at, guys. Yay, yes. <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping educate the dummies that are already here and have nobody, and I'm not adding to them. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but we're going to have to start really thinking about producing food completely different yeah we're gonna have to rethink our model we basically have to rethink our model of a lot of things but like that's one of the big ones is definitely food production and water management i think you're right like mars is basically the way (laughs) it's the training ground for what we fuck up here you know that's always my message is like you know we learn a lot from doing these things and unfortunately this is also kind of scenario that's like oh well we can learn how to operate in a limited resource environment right and we can find new ways to efficiently do that while i we're feel doing like so. i do that now having moved to california and lost half my square footage does that count no <laughs> yep <laughs> adapt survive overcome <laughs> wow well that's depressing mm-hmm. so I realized I started off on a <laughs> negative Nancy note, but <laughs> that was the one I mean, we, just, we just talked about. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's still kind of No, bad. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we're we're about science and technology. Yep. And, and science is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> science sheds light what is that, on the What does that really shit. say about us? And what does that say about like where we're at as far as like in terms us in this of room or like well us as in humanity? <laughs> no, I think like the United States in general. When you like look at the educational statistics compared with other countries and just where we're we just really slowly falling behind, and yeah. now it's not even really slow anymore. We've really got some momentum we've caught. 
you know, I mean, maybe we should start re-outlining what we find as depressing. And the, that I think that that marketing term or whatever that is for you should be changed in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's depressing, but it needs to be addressed. And, you know, thankfully, there are people out there who are addressing it like, you know, things like that, finding new ways to give people because people love meat. People are going to have a real hard time getting meat, but you give them a plant-based meat alternative that is actually satisfying and scratches that itch that people have i would love it if something was like that was offered at fast food i don't eat yeah. fast food because fast food I, makes me sick i remember when i saw that it was like it was only up in canada they're doing the test and i was like well I'm, if you had one down here i'd totally drive up here to the dq just to check it out like, right try it yeah i was have... like i'd come and definitely get one if it's good i'd probably come back and get another one right my health issues make it to where i can't just Go and get a fucking burger at McDonald's because whatever they're putting in their burgers make me sick. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's a shit ton of salt. I like I'm a Midwestern girl. And like a couple times a year, I like to eat just really terrible things that require a drive through. And I drink like a gallon of water after like, yeah. why did yeah. I do that. Well, basically, yeah. anytime we ever go to the restaurant because Tanya cooks most everything. So it's good. And every time we go to a restaurant, I'll. It's salty as hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's funny because like my my window on my driver's side has been broken for like years. So like ever since that happened, I pretty much tell myself I want fast food. I'm gonna have to get out of the car and go into it. And I'm like, I never want fast food enough. That I want to like. Isn't park, that interesting? Get out of the car. But it's, it's like it's like because it gives you I, just a little more time to think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do I want it that bad? Because usually when I have it, I'm like, uh, that wasn't really worth wasn't, it. Yeah, it's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. Like actually, it's it's funny because like just recently I hadn't gone in maybe about seven or eight months to like a fast food place. And I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of just craving a McDonald's burger. I, you know, I was like, I want it, like a quarter pound of cheese. And I went and like ate half of it. And I'm like, okay, that that uh. wasn't at all what I remember. Because, you know, you have that nostalgia. That is kind yeah. of the weird yeah. thing. That yeah. is weird. Yeah. To have gone through the ge the generational changes of a McDonald's and the what appearance of like. their food and like what it tastes like. In fact, I would rather go back to what it looked like, which wasn't very appealing. But the, but the taste was exceptional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, I remember as a kid, like when you get chicken nuggets, every once in a while you get a chicken nugget that was the dark meat. Yeah. Like, because like, it'd be, like, like, you'd be like a white white meat chicken, you know, white, white meat, white meat. And also you hit like the dark meat one. It's like, oh, this one's really good. Right. <laughs> that was always like the jackpot when I got it as a kid. Now it's all white meat. Yeah. Or something. Pink paste. <laughs> Pink paste, right? We watched Drunk History the other day. That's back on the nice. 2019. <laughs> That's a great show. Yeah. We happened to stumble on it. It's kind of half sleeping, half watching TV. And Drunk History is probably like one of my most favorite shows ever. It is, it is just such a brilliant idea. <laughs> like, and it, the execution of it is perfect. I'm sure he's probably sick of getting drunk at this point. But yeah. <laughs> well, granted, you, sometimes you do see that he gets like super hammered but those times you kind of see he's just kind of like you know having a drink just enjoy yeah. watching his you know somebody he knows get super get hammered, super hammered. <laughs> well this year the thing that they've done different is they've actually had other people sit in Some his place yeah. yeah so he, his liver can probably catch a fucking break yep. <laughs> but the episode that we ended up watching had a bit on there about marjorie stoneman douglas and she was a pinnacle factor in the Everglades being a part of a national park that this oh, yeah, conservation of this area because the Army Corps of Engineers came in and wanted to build apartments yeah. and houses and hotels and strip Wipe malls and, you know, shit to make money with. And we don't need nature. 
<laughs> this woman, which I found, I think, most interesting, I think this is when I, I really kind of turned an ear, was this woman here with, found the Everglades to be attractive. She thought it was pretty and worth saving, which, good for her, because yeah. I don't know if I would have felt the same way. <laughs> I mean, it is it, it is good for saving. There's a lot of dead bodies buried out there. So Mafia loves away. it. <laughs> Where would we put all these bodies? And it's full of prehistoric beasts that eat anything? <laughs> all right. <laughs> There's just no way i don't really but you know it's there so and it's part of the ecosystem and it's actually it's turned out to be really one of the things that's kind of saving our asses still is that yeah. this is still in existence so but I, I thought that was interesting but when i was kind of half-assed listening to it because it wasn't like the best episode or whatever it but had some pretty cute animation that they added did to it. They have obviously some exceptional animation <laughs> i would totally agree with that it did because like amazing. that's what's funny about drunk history is mm. like you know the first couple seasons obviously they didn't have a lot of funding so they had really cheesy <laughs> props and sets and... here's this boat obviously we're pulling it with a string yeah <laughs> like, and that just kind of made the part of it yeah that was the part of the charm plus it kind of fits in the narrative the person being drunk so like right, this is right. like what's in their head kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> this is what i'm imagining well they've really embraced that now because it's just gotten full on they were like well we have a bigger budget but how do we do some of the smaller scale stuff on the bigger budgets that we have so right. it's, it's offered kind of some really creative things going on but in this particular episode it gave a quote from her and it said and come to find out she ended up being like a feminist and a woman who was part of the women's suffrage movement and was part of women's being able to vote and you know so I'm like because eh, I'm a little touch and go with feminist things but what perked my ear up is this quote it says be a nuisance where it counts do your part to inform and stimulate the public to join your action be depressed, discouraged, and disappointed at failure and the disheartening effects of ignorance, greed, corruption, and bad politics, but never give up. And I thought, wow, that is an incredibly yeah. ballsy fucking statement. And then Julie was like, huh, let's, let's figure out more about this chick because that's really a fucking blatant thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Save the environment. Get the fucking law. <laughs> That's a real Buddhist. Die, body. nature. <laughs> this minor inconvenience will be punishable by death. <laughs> My fucking eye. He said, I, "It's funny because I'm eyeing it." Because I was like, "Don't you come near me, little fuck." <laughs> <laughs> So in researching her more, we realized that she has a school named after her. They actually briefly flashed on it in the show, the name of the school. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then, you know, like she said, we were only kind of half watching. It, it must was have late. been doing something else. Yeah, know, it must yeah. have just been on in the background. And we were kind of like, huh, well, that's weird. So so then we looked it up and it's it's the Parkland High School in Florida. So when we saw that this the school from Parkland, Florida was her school, I thought to myself, that's why these kids are so embroiled. No. That's why they are so affirmed in themselves because they come from this woman. Yeah. It's not because they have a bald head or that they can articulate themselves or because they have some kids. sort of super agenda against the NRA. Or they're, the they're NRA. paid by Democrats and they're actors. It's <laughs> that this quote came 
is a part of that school and they've completely embraced that it's pretty yeah it was pretty crazy because i was like oh that makes so much sense like this woman who's made a huge impact Mm -hmm. has this whole generation of kids who are going to make a huge impact because but the Everglades is still ugly. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it's, necessary. it's necessary for the ecosystem. Just think of it like that. You don't have to go there, but it's got to exist. <laughs> it just sounds sticky and yeah. like mosquitoes. Where else are you going to go where you can ride a pontoon boat? <laughs> where, where else can you go where you can't get literal swamp ass? <laughs> and lose my hearing from the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, literally, China <laughs> has landed on the dark side of the moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking sweet picture. Did you guys see that oh, photo? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, red. Which one? The one with the fucking moon and... Is it the moon? Oh, the yeah. moon, this one? The, <laughs> the moon in the foreground and the earth in the background? So, no, it was cool. You had the moon here. You had the earth here. It was cool. Yeah. It says, since 2016, China's space program has been accelerated and repeating USA and USSR missions, but not surpassing them by landing on unmanned spacecraft. So the space program is is run by the military, and it says on December 7th, 2018, Chang-4, I believe is the name of it, how you pronounce it, Chang-4 arrived in lunar orbit five days later and began lowering itself towards the moon. And it landed in the Von Karman crater, which is the largest crater on the moon. It's eight miles deep, which is almost twice the height of Mount Everest. Like you imagine, yeah, like what what stellar object hit the moon that left that kind of crater? Right. <laughs> it's like, Do you really uh, want to hang out there? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But so I guess this was an unmanned spacecraft yeah. that landed on the other side of the moon. And I, I believe they also said it's like a, a time delay because mm. there's no satellite on that side of the orbit yeah like i remember seeing something about that they have something basically in orbit but it has to beam up to that and the satellite has to beam it out oh beforehand so yeah i, I so want to say it was like a 10 minute lag but I don't there's already know a delay to begin with like a little bit of delay not a huge one beam away and then come back kind of ping-ponging it right yeah so basically to recap what i spewed there <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so china has been doing this since 2016 it repeated a lot of missions that russia and or ussr for, for the USSR. I was gonna do the same thing. You beat me to it. <laughs> the former Soviet Union and United States, you know, had completed. So they must have been doing that. They're like, okay, well, if we can achieve these goals, then we can keep going. But we should probably have a starting point, and this should be it. And now they've surpassed us. And in addition to just taking pictures and soil samples, the space probe is also set to plant a mini garden on the moon. Which they've done. Have they already completed that? Or they already started, I suppose? Oh. Because it know. says Maybe according... Maybe we should look that up. But I thought, I thought they had started that. It says according to Chinese state news agency Exuna... <laughs> I'm not sure if that's yeah, even, but it is carrying six live species from Earth, including cotton, potato, rapeseed, yeast, and a flowering plant called Arabidopsis, which may produce the first flower to grow on the moon. So they're like, screw your flag, United States. We're going to grow a flower up here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That really says something. We put a phallic inanimate object on. <laughs> well, we stuck claim. That's what we did. But I thought that was kind of 
cool. Like they're like that's that's a good goal to have to yeah. like go up there. Now, being the dark side of the moon, I'm not sure how the plants are going to grow. Yeah, not a lot of sun. That's actually funny because I did see a couple of days ago, there was the thing about NASA announcing that they, the, this article's from two days ago, beginning they said within the next week they're going to start forming uh, teams and plans to uh, go back to the moon and but set up colonization kind of thing. They're gonna, they they want to send people back, they want to send people back, but they want to leave people there as well. Just ditch them. You Fuck know. you, you're staying. Yeah. All right, guys. You get, somebody's got to draw the short straw. <laughs> Within what did you say? Like, oh, just they're the they're next... just starting this next. Like they're just beginning plans right now to go oh, back. Wow. Basically, the head of NASA was talking about it. He said that's their new plan. That's their new goal, is to go back to the moon and stay there. But obviously, they just they're in the early planning phases. So it's you know who knows how long how it's going to be. How long it's going to take before they yeah. can actually get up there? Or how long they're going to take for them to say like how long it's going to be kind of thing. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would wait a little while and just go raid. The Chinese garden. Yeah, wait till they're all set up and go and steal their technology, their plants. Oh my God, that sounds like us. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna make space force. <laughs> and by force, we mean you into oppression. <laughs> it's kind of our, what we do. Yeah. They'll be like, there, there must be moon gophers up here. All my vegetables have disappeared. <laughs> moon gophers. <laughs> See, what do you mean first? it's not made of cheese? We came all the way up here for nothing. I've got a more important job. I want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! You're great kid, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! We can do that. Why? We don't even have to have a reason. Do it, man! All right, let's do the same thing, but with golfers. Rush! No, actually, it does say. So this article is from Wired magazine. It says China has grown plants on the moon. What happens next? Uh, this article is from January 16th, 2019. It says, after successfully landing on the far side of the moon to deploy a rover, China's Chang'e 4 has now taken up gardening. <laughs> the craft brought seeds in a small container and some of them have sprouted already. Despite the moon's low gravity and while the Chinese news agency Exuna, I think, said reports, it looked exactly like the little shop of horrors. Feed me, see Feed me all night long. Reports reported that the experiment has now ended as the sprouts will not survive brutally low temperatures of the lunar night, which could be as low as minus 170 degrees Celsius. So they just brought a bunch of plants up there to just give them a little bit of glimpse of life and just just to fucking kill them. (laughs) I mean, they could have just sent them to my house. Would have done the same thing. We figured this out the other day. Hold on. Oh no, that was okay. So. Blah, 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 170 degrees Celsius, 338 degrees Fahrenheit. Minus 338 degrees. It's a little bit cold. Right? Now remember, freezing is 32. Yep. (laughs) I think we should preface this by saying, what is Echo good for? Julie and I got an Echo for Christmas, and I was a little apprehensive about this thing for a wide variety of reasons. One is it's being used in a criminal case right now where somebody murdered somebody, which actually is a good thing because I'm pretty sure he murdered her. However, it's a little creepy. But Echo says, I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch lies. <laughs> but on the other hand, we can sit and go, Echo, what is the hottest temperature on Mars? 
And the hottest temperature on Mars was 80 degrees, right? I think so. And that was like once in a blue moon, it's yeah. going to fucking become 80 degrees. So that's yep. when I want to go to Mars, when it's in that area. <laughs> that happy know. zone when it's that, 80. That happy summer season on Mars. <laughs> I like the summer in Mars. <laughs> Have you always wanted to climb the mountains of Mars? But now you're over the hill? Then come to Recall Incorporated where you can buy the memory of your ideal vacation cheaper, safer, and better than the real thing. So don't let life pass you by. Call Recall for the memory of a lifetime. For the memory of a lifetime, recall, recall, recall. It said, the seed sprouting is still a major milestone towards future space exploration and possibly establishing a lunar base as a pit stop en route to other planets. In this cold winter, the news of the spring on the moon is warm. That makes no sense. <laughs> Fire the editor. It says, the craft and its tiny garden touched down on the moon on January 3rd. And just to be clear, Chang'e 4 won't be regrowing scenes on the lunar's rocky surface itself. That is, in <laughs> temperatures that veer between much colder and much hotter than you would find anywhere on Earth. Instead, the craft is tending to cotton seeds buried in earthy soil brought along in a container. The jar also contains potatoes, Arabidopolis, and rapeseed, <laughs> plus a few fruit fly eggs and yeast. What is rapeseed used for? Oh, is it vegetable? Mm, I think so. A rapeseed is from the rape plant used for oil. Not to rape oil, just as oil. But but this oh is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I could like, make some really offensive jokes. It's gonna not. <laughs> really gonna not. Yep. <laughs> What's interesting? They're bringing a few fruit fly eggs and yeast. <laughs> they brought them here, dude. Why <laughs> on earth are they bringing fruit flies to Mars? Just to see they they thrive and survive. Yeah, that's true, huh? No. You can't get rid of the fuckers. Yep. It's like, oh, these little fuckers are everywhere on, on Earth. I'll see if they, they fucking can do it here. <laughs> so, right. So they didn't plant these seeds. They just basically took their home little garden. Little greenhouse gardens the... and then grew them in that, in that container, right? Cause they, yeah, but not yeah. there. From the sounds of it, they were already grown. They just brought it. Oh. So it's like show and tell. They brought... Yeah. <laughs> they we brought, we brought you a plant, Moon. <laughs> I knew you got some greenery and it's gone. <laughs> All right. I brought I brought you something to spruce up the joint. <laughs> <laughs> this crater's looking a little peaked here. Have a plant. <laughs> oh look, here comes Sharon Stone. Honey, you wouldn't hurt me, would you, sweetheart? Sweetheart. Be reasonable. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. That was your wife? What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this says, there are several probes that have explored the moon in the 70s, including the Soviet landers and NASA manned Apollo missions, plus more recently the Chinese Chang'e 3 lander with its small U-2 or Jade Rabbit rover. None have ever grown plants there. When the Apollo mission brought back lunar rocks, the regolith... I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Researchers sprinkled some of it on Earth's topsoil to check and see if it was toxic. 
because when they went to the moon, they had like briefcases that they filled up with rocks, and they were like, "Well, there's still room in here." <laughs> See some guy just walking out with a briefcase, like I'm back on Earth, just opens up, just jumps it, just stares at it. Yep. Mm, still soil. <laughs> right. Well, I guess what was cool, I was listening to that Houston. We have a podcast, and they took this essentially suitcase, filled it up with you know a lot of rocks. Was the thing that they said bring back rocks. We'll you know have the geologists test it. So they filled it up, and then. I want to say it was Buzz Aldrin, but I'm not 100% sure on that. It was like, there's still room in here. And he mm. was like, fuck it. So he took a shovel and he just shoveled soil into the the suitcase. Yeah. So, as well. <laughs> like, my thought was nobody thought to grab soil. And he was just like, hey, well, I'm collecting rocks. May as well, you know, yeah, fill you up think the air like, spaces. You, you collect both. You just, like, start, <laughs> you just start scooping the lunar surface and just dump it into the yeah, thing. So obviously he was the only one thinking. But... It's kind of interesting to see. I mean, obvious. I think it would, in order to grow plants successfully on any other planet, including our own, it's going to have to be a controlled environment in yeah, an warehouse. It's like the Martians. See, that's why they brought potato seeds. They're trying to recreate the Martian. <laughs> They're like, maybe with these potato seeds and this rapeseed, we can grow our own Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm f***ing Matt Damon. She's f***ing Matt Damon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, he, he did that wonderful movie for him, the uh, with that Great Wall one, the one with the monsters. Oh yeah, that was a Chinese funded movie that he was in. Oh no! <laughs> and it was I, I never saw it, but I heard bad things. But it, <laughs> I never it, saw it, but I heard bad things. Yeah. that actually is the first thing in a long time Ben Affleck has heard and gone, man, that makes me look good, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was one of those made made by a Chinese company for China, but it got released here as well. Because like all the other actors were all like ma- famous like Chinese actors, but they also just like let's rope in Matt Damon. Hey Matt, are you busy? Uh, yep. <laughs> you want to make a couple hundred million, <laughs> right? Just... Oh my god! I mean, I'd do it. We, we've gathered that, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nobody's money in denial. <laughs> money does not buy you happiness, but it buys you a lot of really cool things that can help. You know, find happiness, <laughs> even if for a fleeting moment. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> the one other thing I have is just about crows, as usual, because I like crows. <laughs> How doth the crows fly? Not in a beeline. Oh, just it was just a little fun read about uh, crows. Well, maybe we could use some. Uh, let's use a little fun. I've been lying here thinking. With what, chum? Brains, old boy, brains. Basically, they, you know, for the last few years, uh, beginning largely in about 2012, they've really started studying uh, crows, other like corvids, like ravens and uh, jays and whatnot. Oh, I didn't know they were called corvids. Why are they called corvids? Uh, I think that's just the a family species? family name. Yeah, a corvid is a, a family of stout-billed birds that includes crows, jays, magpies, and ravens. Ooh, magpies. Heckle and Jekyll. Yeah, but yeah, you know, we've already you know seen things of them recognizing Wait people's a... faces. Sorry, you said you said jays, like blue jays. Yeah, uh, jays. Oh, so blue jays and crows are of the same. Uh, yeah, because it's the way their beaks are structured. Oh, because you know they well, have that really like pronounced strong beak. Yeah, this says the American crow, the magpie, the common raven. The blue jay, the stellar jay, that's the one with the mohawk. Yeah. And that's what we have here. The western jackdaw. They're fancy. I didn't, I didn't know that crows and 
Blue Jays no, and no Stellar yeah. Jays were all the same. I didn't know all of this either, but I guess it makes sense because you kind of look at like their their beaks, like they their kind face of had and the beak same... structure, very similar, right? So huh, interesting. Uh, you know, over the years we've been studying them more and more. Their behaviors, you know, finding they have social structures that they actually have fairly advanced communication because they're able to. One crow sees like a human threat; it's able to identify that human's a threat to the other crows. But like that guy's a threat, so we have to watch out for him, kind of thing. Shit on that asshole. Yeah, <laughs> there was a, a research done way back where the, these two scientists would they'd wear different masks, and they found that the crows, even with wearing masks, would recognize the people just by their the way they walked, the height, build. Oh wow! So even sometimes when like you know there'd be one guy who'd always like bring food. And like he wore one mask, and then this other guy that always harassed the crows, and like guy with the feeding mask, he gave it to the the heckler, and they recognized the heckler, even though he was wearing the mask of the guy who brings food. You can't fool me. Yes, yeah, so that was like the beginning back in like 2012 when they had that study, and they've had since then they've had like instances of crows using traffic to like crack nuts. They found that crows have the faculty of about a seven year old because they're able to solve like simple puzzles. So like okay. they were doing puzzles. They can they, use tools. Yeah, they use tools. They uh, what they did is set up like a device that has food in it, but it has water, so it's like the food's like floating on top of the water. But they had to add stones to it to get to the food. So the oh, crows to raise go the, through. The, yeah. That's cool. They'll unbind a paperclip to use it. That's crazy. I feel like I remember some video. Well, this uh, NPR has an article from 2008 where an inventor trains crows to find money. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Obviously, he's a struggling inventor. That monkey stole my wallet. <laughs> I kind of feel like I saw a video once about people trying to teach crows to speak or something. I remember that I always said that urban legend growing up as a kid. It's like you cut like part of their tongue, they're able to speak or something like that. What the shit? I've no, I have no idea what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, I remember in the Dark Tower series, there's a crow that talks, yeah. but apparently it always says like asshole and stuff like that. <laughs> this says ravens can talk. Well, they can communicate, but I don't know. Ravens are huge. Yeah, big <laughs> birds. I mean, we have a lot of our like our common crows around here, but like when you see like if you go up to, like Yosemite, you see like those are ravens there, and they're just like, it's like oh, it's like a fucking hawk. <laughs> <laughs> You're the big fella, isn't you? So ravens are excellent at mimicking sounds they hear. Mischief, can you say hello? Hello. Good bird. He does all sorts of voices. Can you say hi? Hi. Good job. And sometimes he hears people who have a cold. <coughs> Bird. That's crazy. That's yeah. really creepy. So we learned two things. Ravens can talk. Yep. And blue jays and stellar jays are also of the same crow species. Yeah. The article started off talking about like common misconception, like the phrase like bird brain and what like being stupid. But they actually found that bird brains are pretty smart. <laughs> they're actually a lot denser. They're one of the denser brains of, of most species in general. Yeah. Just because they have very limited space, their brains have developed to be super dense and complex. They're like, even though we only have a small one, it's way more full than your giant slushy one. <laughs> yeah. They basically they were tasks like that, doing like the little like food puzzles. Those are like tasks that seven year old kids can do. Yeah, so that's so basically they're on par I with a seven year old. I don't know if I'm going to believe this generation seven year old. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, they can work an iPad, but I'm not sure about their textile skills. But they're smart enough to deduce, which some humans could benefit from. No. <laughs> but you're saying so this was a newer study. There's been more and more studies. They're continuing to research it and yeah. they're finding out more and more that's it's it's evolving. I think the thing that I'm thinking of actually was that they taught 
crows to pick up cigarette butts. Yeah, yes. They, yeah. That's yes. what it yeah, was, was, right? That too. Yeah, where they like a drop off the cigarette butt and they like reward them with food. Essentially, we were having slave crows yeah. <laughs> pick but up hey, they're all food our butts. Out of it. They're, they're happy. Right? They're stoked. <laughs> where was that? Was that probably New York or something? I don't know. I know there's these uh, group of three crows that visit my parents consistently because they always throw out cat food for them. And it's funny because you'll see them the one century up above and then two will come down and they'll eat a bit, but then they'll take a bunch into their beak and then they all take off together. You know, obviously taking it back to wherever the nest is. The homestead. Yeah. This says it's a Dutch startup. is training birds to pick up litter for food. Cigarette butts mainly, but apparently other stuff. Didn't the Dutch, don't they have a program right now that they're at like a halfway point in a study where they have like a supplemented government income coming to them? Yeah, the oh, universal yeah. basic income. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah. weren't you mentioning something we about mean, that? We talked about that on a previous episode, that, that experiment. Yeah, because I believe like Mark Zuckerberg recognizes yeah. that we need to... But weren't you saying that they're thinking about doing that here in California? Yeah. Gavin Newsom is... Uh, planning a new state budget, basically uh, supplementing uh, low-income, minimum-wage workers. It's not a universal basic income. It's more of just like a little a set boost. income for people that are low-income because it's so hard to, to live here. Yeah. So like each family could receive up to uh, $2,800 essentially. Oh, wow. To help basically offset the cost of living. That would It'd be mainly for low-income. So if you're making like 10, 15,000 a year. If you're making like, you know, around minimum wage, they'll, yeah. they'll, be give, they'll ship you money. is minimum wage uh, right currently now, what is in California? No, it's like what, 13, 14. I know it's more up in the Bay Area because they've boosted it up. The cost of living here is so high. What's crazy about it is that people that were originally living here, the people that were locals to areas are being pushed out because they themselves can't afford it. So it's not like it's not people working hard enough. It's that everything around them is kind of going against them yeah well, that's, that's, to screw them. that's the offset of the automation automation is great because it gives us all this free time but we've built a system that requires us to have to do work but we're slowly replacing the work that we need to do with automation yeah so the, we already have a jobs problem yeah <laughs> and we're gonna have more it this says that effective january 1st 2019 the minimum wage for california employers with 25 or less employees increases from 1050 to 11 dollars an hour Employers with 26 or more employees will see the minimum wage increase from 11 to $12, and the state minimum wage will reach $15 by 2022, when you're going to need at least probably $25 <laughs> to yeah. survive. <laughs> That's crazy. What was that thing that you posted that said essentially how much money you would need to make a week to survive? It was like $5,000 or some shit. Do you remember that? Well, I mean, I guess you don't want to be a part of that study because that means that you're really not making any money whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a proposed totally. thing, and the article kind of talks about like how he doesn't want to compare it to basic income. He just it's like a supplemental thing that they want to help the poorest, right? You know, stay here in the state because they we need we need a workforce. Well, yeah, that's that's the problem, and that's what like all the people who are overlooking that and and making it so hard for people to rent or buy homes that actually live in them because Because it's not like they're building this in like michigan yeah they're not doing they're going to the prettiest areas and what they're doing is is they're saying well we only deserve beauty natural natural nature and beauty all that's around you is rich who's going to be if if the poor schlub can't (laughs) afford to live there 
Who's going to do that work for you? But I do appreciate the fact that when I see an 80-year-old woman, she looks a little more like she's 65. <laughs> I mean, don't you? You don't look like the California raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out a sack. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe we can train our fellow. That's our our new business model. Start training crows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what if we train the crows to train people? Or what if we train the train crows to train 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 people? people. No, actually, I think that's what I meant to say was what if we do train crows to train people? But what if we train the crows to steal MAGA hats? One comes down, swipes the hat off your head, and the other one comes down and pecks out your eyes. (laughs) I don't know what it says about me, but I immediately thought, I was like, hmm, what if we could use them to steal jewelry and such? <laughs> <laughs> like ferrets, but in the sky. <laughs> ah, crows, the right. sky ferret. <laughs> sky weasels. <laughs> Last night we watched this movie called White Boy Rick. Have you seen it? No, I have not. It was a good fucking movie. It was a good movie. It's kind of fucked up, though. So it's based on a true story I did look into it a little bit more to see like how accurate because you know Hollywood. Yeah, they like the Hollywood it up. Yeah, and it's there's a lot of key points that they miss. Sometimes they have to do things just to kind of carry a story line. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah, movies have a very they wouldn't get stories that ordinarily wouldn't wouldn't. So this story is basically a 14 year old becomes a FBI informant. So this kid's from Detroit. And they're really poor and his dad sells illegal firearms. He's a legal seller, like he's a licensed gun salesman. Mm. However, to make extra cash, he's selling illegal firearms to like drug dealers and it's, you know, popping. Side hustle. Yeah. And it's the 80s. As you said, Will, you were watching the trailer. It's so 80s. Very 80s. Um, So it, it takes place between, I believe, like 1984 and like 87 or something. So this kid, his father is essentially in trouble with the FBI and the FBI are kind of like, well, you know, do you want to protect your dad? You know, you should help us out. And so they get him as an informant and he's like selling drugs and they're using him to find all these people and and capture these people. Now, as the government likes to do, they kind of fuck him in the end because he he stops selling for them and then. They're they, still destitute. They, they catch their guy. Yeah. Based on some of the information that he provided, they actually taught him how to do some of these things to get a little deeper yeah, in. Yeah, they used him to kind of mole his way in there. He ends up getting shot, and then they dipped out. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where some of the differences happen is like... But he did actually get shot in the gut by one of the Which, people that he was... if you're going to get shot... You don't want to be yeah, shot you in the gut. You don't gut shot. They, they said that it was like pretty miraculous that he even survived because it went in one side, out the other, and it barely missed like everything. Yeah. So he got shit in a bag for a while. Because <laughs> that gets the ladies. Right. What ended up happening was he, you know, goes through this. He gets essentially addicted to the money, the lifestyle, you know, just that power. The hip hop music. (laughs) And he ends up getting thrown in prison. And the fucked up thing is 
so he, I don't remember the exact quantity, but he went over whatever Michigan State deemed as the worst of the worst, and he got sentenced to life. So all of these people that he ended up helping get thrown in prison were getting out of prison. And here's this kid who was working for them, the FBI, mm-hmm. is trapped in prison, and he didn't get out of prison on this charge until... This movie essentially came out in 20... Well, they started producing this movie in 2017, I think it was. The movie is just at Redbox now. So, And also a documentary came out. But it's a really great movie. I'd be curious to see the documentary to see how much of it is accurate. Because I know the movie didn't actually mention anything about his sister at the end. And she kind of was a big part of it. And she, and I thought, well, that's weird. What ended up happening to his sister? And, you know, she, there was some pushback from her about how her family was portrayed, you know, because isn't it already bad enough? She was, she ended up being uh, swept into the, the drug culture as well and became an addict for for a period of time her family was a part of this illegal gun trade that was you know inadvertently murdering innocent people it was in drive-by shootings and things like that where innocent yeah. kids were losing lives and uh you know people don't think about the ramifications of of what they're doing and especially when you know they're in the economic plight that detroit was in and is currently stolen quite frankly yeah i was like oh it was yeah, probably easy to film this movie because this is what detroit looks like right now yeah, Fuck. not much has changed <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was it was really an interesting movie because i didn't fall asleep they really it. do it, it. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did this this was a thing that the fbi did now on paper i did read true life versus hollywood movie they said that they had it documented that the father was working with the FBI and not the son oh. but that was kind of like their front essentially yeah, yeah. and it's it's pretty fucked up because they were using these they exploited kids. this situation yeah, yeah you know and essentially created someone who of course was going to sell drugs but what happened was the FBI refused to kind of come forward and stand as a character witness saying hey you know, he is doing this on his own and obviously he needs to be punished at this point. But we did teach him this way of life and they didn't vouch for the fact that he helped them put away all these other people. So I, that's why he got the life sentence versus, okay. you know. I think moreover from a systemic standpoint is it's not like they came in. They came in and exploited this family that was in dire straits. And, and when it became a total complete failure to me was then they didn't turn around and give this family a hand up. They didn't say, well, let's move you to Idaho and start you in a witness protection program or yeah. maybe not something they were like, that drastic. We're done but with let's, you. let's put you through school. Your dad wants to open a video store. This is how you get signed up with Blockbuster. You don't even have to open it yourself. You could do a franchise. They didn't do yeah. anything to help them out. When they mm-hmm. got what they needed, they fucking they bolted. They hit it and quit it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hit then quit. So it was a good movie. You should check it out. Like I said, it just came out in Redbox. Nice. And I I would like to see the documentary yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it would be totally interesting. But the thing, so it didn't say anything about his sister, but the article that I read, it said basically she was the reason he essentially ended up getting out that in the publicity around the movie. Mm-hmm. But she spent about 30 years fighting to get him out because yeah, all these so other people were getting out. she got sober to fucking work a life of hell. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then he was released, but he had a deferred sentence for something else that he did in Florida. So he got thrown in prison for that, but I don't believe it was for very long. So he may or may not be out of prison at this (laughs) point. I'm not sure. 
this is actually the thing I think you're referring to, Julie, this uh, statistic here. It says the average rent in the U.S. at the end of 2018 was fourteen nineteen a month. Obviously not California. <laughs> Maybe a room. So the average rent in the U.S. at the end of 2018 was $1,400 a month for rent to be approximately one quarter of income as recommended would require an income of 56000 a month on average. At 40 hours per week, that's $35.47 an hour, because we want to count the pennies there. The federal minimum wage is currently at $7.25 an hour for non-tipped employees. For tipped employees, it's $2.13 an hour, which is why you're a dick if you don't tip. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, and, and, and on the other hand, waiters and hostesses and staff who gets tipped, your attitudes are really bad. Uh, <laughs> you, you you have to still work. It's still yeah. a job. It, it's, it's not an expectation. Don't look down your nose at the people that are coming no. to help you pay your bills. Well, we should actually just pay them on a living wage. We should pay everyone yeah, on a living yeah. wage. And, and, and you know <laughs> yeah. what? And that's part of the reason why the attitude is there is because yeah. it, it there's this like weird power struggle I think that ends up being an extra added fucking thing that you have to deal with at the workplace which is completely And I think they have to pay higher taxes on tips, correct? I don't know. They have to, well, I know they have they to, have to claim manage it. their own taxes and most yeah. of them I know so, like cuz a lot of things are done on credit card a lot of that gets documented through their W2 yeah. or whatever it yeah. is at this point. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. So what did I say the minimum wage was in California? It's going to be up to $12 an hour. And you know this fourteen well, nineteen a month for rent is not in a California apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's saying that you would need to work 40 hours a week at at least $35 an hour to be able to make a, like a comfortable living yeah. just to exist comfortably. That's fucked. Merca. Because it's only, you're only getting paid no, a third. No, actually, I think you make more money if you fuck. I think you're right. Blowjobs. They're the future. <laughs> you might get the scabies or something, but hey. Scabies. <laughs> the scabies. You know the scabies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this month's episode of TriPace Pod. Look forward to hearing our voices in your ear holes once again at the beginning of next month. Don't forget to like and subscribe to TriPace Pod on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud because it stimulates a dopamine production in our brains every time you do. You can creep on us from afar at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at TriPacePod. And of course, check out show notes, contact information, and buy merch at TriPacePod.com. And as always, you're awesome. Okay, now everybody say something. Say something. Saying other things. Say something, something, something. I don't want to. I don't want to wait for life to be over.
Please sign your name on the dotted line.